Get your pins and stuff together. Hi, you guys. Come on in. Read a book. Well, read a book. Find something to do. Do something. Read something. Get ready for it. I ain't gonna be on here long because we gotta be at the soccer field. get started because um we need to get started okay we're gonna go ahead and get started because that's what we need to do we need to go ahead and get started we're gonna go ahead and get started because uh again i'm not gonna be here long today i'm finishing up day four it did tomorrow will be day five so um i thank you all for tuning in i thank you all for being with me on tonight um I thank God for those who are watching publicly and privately, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, driving in your car, listening uh, to this lesson. For those of you tuning in for the first time, 
This is God's design for building your marriage. And so I thank God for this opportunity to come to you all again on tonight, um, giving you what thus saith the Lord concerning the word of God. Amen. And so I pray that you all will continue to follow me as I follow the Lord. Um, God is good. And I say this all the time. If you are able to, um, if you are able to apply what you are going to get, then know that God is good. Amen. So I thank you all for tuning in again. Um, let's see. I need to put this in. I haven't. Alright, so let's see. Good evening everyone. We're gonna pin this down here. I'm gonna ask this question here. Um where do we draw the line? in submitting to authority and that is a question amen so pin this there where do we draw the line when it comes to The question is, put this on here. There we go. Where do we draw the line in submitting to authority? Where do we draw the line? That is a question um, that should always be answered when we find ourselves in these places of not understanding. Well, for some of us, we have a problem with submitting. And some of us have a problem with submitting. And so what happens is we find ourselves not paying attention to what is being spoken or not paying attention to what is being done. And we're looking for answers and we're looking for clarity and we're looking for direction. But it's all about submitting to authority. And God is and or supposed to be the head of our lives he is the creator of this world and he has called us to obey him and in the midst of us obeying him it will teach us how to obey those that have the rule over us so i want to read this scripture right quick before we go farther um i want to read this scripture and because it just dropped in my spirit and i don't know why it's not in here but i want to read it and hebrews um, and I want to say the 13th, yes, it is the 13th chapter. Hebrews, let me bring this over here. Okay, Hebrews chapter 13. Um, and I'm going to read the 17th verse. And it reads, Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. 
What do we mean by that? Now, I know that this particular passage of scripture is talking about church leaders because they are to help us to mature in Christ. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, Sister Gwen, evangelist. And so what we need to understand is that God works in Christians to produce the kind of persons that would please him. And he equips Christians to do the kind of work that would please him. So it's about letting God change you. Then he can use you in those areas that you need to be used in. But if we don't know how to submit to authority, if we don't know how to submit to those that has that that is that has the head over our lives because they watch for our souls. And the thing about it is we'll find so many people with so many wives that are saying, um, well, I don't obey my husband because he don't watch out for my soul. I don't obey my husband because he don't know what he's talking about. Well, I don't obey my husband because he's not even in the he's in he's in he isn't isn't even he isn't even in a position to do that. But in the Word of God, and and in there, it no longer says anything about the and ifs or buts. So what happens is. And I've, I've been hearing this in the spirit for the last few days. Well, I'm married now, so what do I do now? Well, I'm already married now, so, so where do I go from here? Well, at the end of the day, when you receive the knowledge of the truth, the scripture says that we are to walk therein. So when we become, when we come knowledgeable to the truth, then we have to take that to God in prayer and then seek him for answers and seek him for direction or seek those who can help pray, pray you through or pray with you and for you so that you can line up with the word of God. Amen. So, yeah, we can't worry about, I mean, we, we, we've heard it. You can't cry over spilt milk. The bridge has already been burned. This, that, and the other. Woo, woo, woo. La, la, la. So, all I can say for you to do as what I did when I came into the knowledge of the truth, I just walked in. It was hard. It was unbearable. And even today, being married 27 years, it's still a struggle. And if anybody tells you they don't struggle with submission, I ain't going to call them no liar. But I'm going to say I don't think they're completely being honest. Because anytime that we have to submit to someone who we feel like don't have that, that thing for us to do, we're not going to do it. It's going to be a struggle. It's just like when you don't like to eat something and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you try your best to, to make them happy because you don't want to hurt their feelings, right? So it's the same thing with submission. If anybody tell you that they're married and they don't have no problem submitting to their husband or submitting to their wife, if they tell you it's not a struggle, then you call me. Call me, inbox me, tell me what your secret is because at the end of the day, there's no perf there's no perfect marriage. There are sometimes struggles. There are sometimes disagreements. But it's how you disagree. It's how you handle the disagreement. That's that's those are facts. That's truth. Because if your husband was to come home and tell you something that you don't that you here's the thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If there was something that you really wanted to do, and your spouse came and said, mm, I don't think you should do that, and you really want to do it. That's going to be a struggle to, to, to listen. That's going to be a struggle to accept that. You're going to have a conversation. You're going to want to know why. You're going to want to know what do you see that I don't see. 
So anybody that's telling you that they don't struggle with submission, you, I, I, I beg the difference. You're going to have to call me. You got to call me with that one. Because for me, it was, it, it was a struggle. And even today, sometimes when I, I, when I want to do something or if I want to go somewhere. Now, now check this out. And I'm going to share this. And I don't mind to share it. So there was a place that I wanted to go. Okay. There was a place that I wanted to go. And just because I felt like I, I needed to. Or I just I just wanted to. It wasn't, you know what? It wasn't even a big deal. But I was like, I want to go. And somebody was like, no, I don't think that you should do that. You need to, you know, pray about it. Think about it. So, well, no, I don't have to pray about it because I really feel like that I, I need to go. So he was like, okay. So he didn't say anything else about it. So days went by. I started praying about it. It started weighing on me. And then I was like, mm. So sure enough, I want to say maybe seven days in and the time was about to come up, something popped off. So, of course, I had to go to my husband was like, let me tell you what just happened. He was like, mm. and he didn't say, I tried to tell you. He didn't say anything. He just said, sometimes when you do want to go somewhere, it's okay. But if you know, you should know me by now. I don't care if you go anywhere that you desire to go. But I felt like I just didn't think that this was what you needed to do. And so, but because you were like, this is what you believe that you wanted to do. I just learned how to just say okay and so when a, a friend of mine called me they was like what well, did you go i was like girl no <laughs> i said i didn't go and so when i started talking to them about it it was like i try i, I try to tell you now they was now the friend was like i tried to tell you but so you have to understand that sometimes when you hear something it's not that they don't want you to go or it's not that they um you know just whatever you think don't think so negative all the time trust me when i say that sometimes your your spouse just happened to feel something that you may not because of your desire of wanting to go and we have a desire of really wanting to do something we don't really see it right there all we have in our mind is i'm going and that's that we don't we, don't, we won't think about it we won't pray about it we won't seek wisdom concerning it we're just i'm grown and i'm going to do what i want to do that's the attitude that we have and so i'm here to tell you you are on tonight that's not the attitude to have. You just need to pull back and just think about it for a moment and then pray and talk to the Lord. And if you and if you're not a believer and you you don't go you don't have a church home or you know you don't you're not spiritual or a Christian, then find you somebody that has wise counsel. Find you somebody that you can talk to about it that's not going to be judgmental and not going to condemn you and not going to be partial nor biased. That's going to be able to see it from both sides and be able to give you an A, B and C. Amen. So, so saying all of that, that's why the question is up here. Where do where do we draw the line in submitting to authority? Where do we draw the line at? So today is lesson four. And Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to thy O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, as I begin to decrease, you will increase. And God, I thank you for those that are watching. Continue to lead me, guide me, and direct me. God, you are the Lord of lords and the great I am. And for that, I say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen and amen and amen. So listen. So let me say this. So let me come on out of here. So I can get back into this little section right here. Alright. Hey Khadijah. Good to see you. I know I missed your name at first. But I wanted to. You know how I do. I wanted to acknowledge you. So where do we draw the line in submitting to authority? Where do we draw the line? Should we draw the line? Should it matter who it's coming from? 
can can I be honest in that? I, I can honestly tell you, yeah. Trust me when I say we will listen to some and won't listen to others, and they wind up giving us the same advice, right? Okay. Oh, and I'm also doing this over here as well. So, all right. So listen. So, in our in our book today, it says for us to read Acts chapter five, twenty eight and twenty nine. I need to cut this down. I think it's too loud. Yeah, because I feel like I'm screaming. I'm sorry. So, and I do not own the rights to this music. This was this music is on YouTube and it's just playing. Um, Karen Hawthorne came through, won't he do it? And then um, the other song came through, but it's through YouTube. It's about through my YouTube channel. But anyway, read Acts chapter 5, 20 and 29. For those who are looking, um, make sure you have your Bibles. You go back and you read these for yourself. Um, if you want to follow along with me, that's fine. But we're going on in Jesus' name. Okay, Acts chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. And it reads, saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. Right? So listen to this. The apostles knew their priorities. While you should try to keep peace with everyone, conflict with the world and its authorities is sometimes inevitable for a Christian. We all know that to be true, right? So there will be situations where you cannot obey both God and man. So then you must obey God and trust his word. Let Jesus' words in Luke 6, 22 and 23, which reads, let me read that to you, Luke 6, 22 and 23. Y'all should go ahead and write that down, Luke 6, 22, 23, because it says, let Luke's words. So let's, let's see what Luke has to say concerning that, okay? Let's just see what Luke has to say. I'm sure Luke has to say enough. Luke has to say a lot. Luke 6, 22 and 23 says, Blessed are you when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Blessed are you that hunger now. Hold on, 22 and 23. Is that what I said? Yep, 22 and 23. I'm sorry. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Now, listen. This is why you have to understand when it comes to authority. Because blessed are you when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company. Do y'all not understand that when people begin to walk? Listen. If you are doing good and people begin to walk away from you, you better recognize that at, at, at some point you're doing, you're doing something great. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hold on one second.
Hold on, you guys. Alright, y'all, I apologize for my, I'm supposed to come on tomorrow at, um, I'm supposed to come on tomorrow at, uh, 5.15 on CTV. I come on the every fourth Friday, every fourth Friday, live on CTV but they had caught one of the one of the cat one of the staff had caught COVID so they have to close down for 10 days so they have to close down for 10 days so I have to upload some segments for them for Friday and Saturday and, and for the rest of the week so anyway okay listen to what K Daigle has to say Hey, Sharice, how are you? We submit until we cross the line when our submission violates a clear command in God's word. Because we do have a clear command to submit, it is the overriding principle in our home building relationship with our husband. We are to, we are to obey this clear command unless it violates another clear command. We will discuss submitting to a husband who disobeys God in a later lesson. Oh, I can't wait for that. Because, I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, this. listen, I've already read through all of this. So, but I'm not going to go ahead of myself. Sometimes I can and sometimes I shouldn't. But it is what it is. But I can't wait till we get to that lesson because it's going to be like, because I can hear some of y'all right now. I'm not going to listen to my husband. Wonderful. Glad to see you. It's so good to see you too. So, it says, does submission mean that you cannot share wisdom with your husband before he makes a mistake. Does it mean that you cannot ask him to change his decision? No. In that lesson, we will also look more closely at how to appeal a bad decision. That's good right there, y'all. And that's what I said to y'all, you all the other day. I, I said that to you all the other day. I said there's nothing wrong having a conversation. That is, that is what I said. I said there is nothing wrong having a conversation. But what happens is we continue to find ourselves um, in a place that we don't understand. And so we cause argument. We bring friction, dis dis disagreement, disappointments, um, chaos, drama, arguments. You cussing at one another. Well, you can't tell me what I need to do. I, you ain't my mama. You ain't my daddy. I just that other. I mean, it just it's just it's, it's just bad all the way around. So you have to understand that you can have a disagreement, but learning how to disagree to agree or agree to disagree. It's up to you and how you handle the situation. But if you don't know how to do it, you're going to mess it up. Because again, you're not their mama. You're the wife. You're the helpmeet. You're the assistant. You're supposed to assist them. So if you know that they're about to make a bad decision, you ain't got to cuss them out. 
You ain't got to make them feel bad. You ain't got to belittle them. You ain't got to make them seem like they don't know what they're talking about. Have a conversation. Bring bring uh, clarity, instruction, direction, wisdom. Ask questions. Well, baby, if we do this, what are we going to do in this area? Okay, well, I see your plan. But do you have another plan that if this falls through, what are you going to do to uh, bring bring it to another place? I mean, y'all know. I mean, y'all not. Come on. Y'all y'all know. Right? Y'all know. Y'all know. Some of y'all been in this thing for a while. Some of y'all know where, where it can go and where it can't go. We're all adults. We're not children. We shouldn't continue to be immature. We got to be mature. We have to be mature. And everything that we do. And just because you may feel like your husband is about to make a mistake, have a conversation. And then if they do not, if they do not hear me well, if they do not hear you, I'm trying to tell you I've been in this place to where I said, okay, God, I had the conversation with my husband and he didn't want to listen. So you know what? I'm going to leave it right there in your hands and I'm not going to speak to it. I ain't going to worry about it. I ain't going to speak to it. I'm going to let it be done. And nine times out of ten, sometimes he will come back. Sometimes he will apologize and sometimes he wouldn't. But I'm okay with that. And that's sometimes, wives, that's what you have to understand. Sometimes you have to be okay with something that doesn't make no sense. You have to be okay with that. You have to be okay. Hold on. Sometimes you have to be okay with things not being okay that's just what it is you just have to be okay period you, you just have to be okay and so and when you and when you find yourself not being okay with it then what are you gonna do what are, what are you gonna do so that's the thing what are you gonna do what are you gonna do about it? That's just that's just it. What are you gonna do about it? You have to be okay. You have to be able to trust God enough to handle what you can. You have to be able to trust God enough to do what you're not able to do, right? So listen. Let me go. Where was my place? Okay. In that lesson, we will also look more closely at how to appeal a bad decision. Right now, just think of yourself as a member of a board of directors. It is your job to point out alternatives and reasoning. The best decisions are unanimous ones. Your input is essential to a well-thought-out and healthy decision-making process, even if the final decision is not the one you like. You're in, in some decisions, you're not going to like. Some decisions, you're not going to understand. Some decisions, you're going to be like, this is going to be a straight fail. So there is one more reminder that we do to consider before we move on. Submission does not involve manipulation. Ah, now that I'm going to write down. That right there, I'm going to write submission. Submission does not involve manipulation. Hey, Rachel. So, I'm going to put that in there. Submission does not involve manipulation. And so, to be honest, 
how many of you, literally, how many of you, how many, hey Felicia, how many of you have manipulated submission? Or how many of you manipulated because you didn't want to submit? How many of you have manipulated because you just didn't want to listen or obey to what they were saying? So you manipulated the situation, whether it was lying, whether it's saying you have something else to do and you're not able to do it, or you had to go to work and instead of you going to work, you went to a neighbor's house, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't know, right? So, submission does not involve manipulation. We women are quite good at knowing how to manipulate our husbands to get them to do whatever we desire. That is not submission. If you are guilty of this, you need to confess it to God and to your husband and put this sin behind you. Never to go there again. Chuck Swindle gives us a good word about this. Webster says that manipulation means to control or play upon by unfair or insidious means, especially to one's own advantage or to serve one's own purpose. In other words, secret manipulation is an unfair, insidious technique that results in getting what one wants. When handedly, cleverly, a wife can substitute secret manipulation for a quiet, submissive spirit. So, along those same lines, I see many situations where the husband is reluctant to forbid his wife from doing something and yet he does not really support it. The woman justifies her participation in whatever it is by saying that her husband did not forbid her to do it. However, in her heart, she knows her spouse is not supportive. I have been there. I'm trying to tell you. It's not a good place to be in. There has been times that I went to go support something and my husband did not agree. But I went on anyway. And all it did was smack me in the forehead. All it did was cause my conscience to be seared like a hot iron. Conviction was set in so hard. And instead of me just apologizing and saying, well, babe, you were right. I'll hold on to that thing. <laughs> I will hold on to it. Because he has great wisdom. Listen, I'm not just saying this. Listen, I'm not just saying this because Bishop Holloway is my husband. I'm not saying it because I'm telling y'all what I know. This man has great wisdom. He has great insight. He has great direction. Not 100%, but 99.99%. He has great wisdom. He has great insight. There are some things that I was writing and I had to come back and I would just smile. And he would just like, I already know what you're going to say. I'm sorry. I should have listened to you as well. So we had to learn how to submit to one another. We had to learn how to submit to one another, especially when I begin to uh, learn and teach and study, literally research when I do turns into I don't, the wilds of the vows, this marriage ministry. And when I came across Ephesians 5 and 21, oh, it was a wrap. Yes, wives are to submit to their, to their own husbands, but Ephesians 5 and 21 says, 
that we are to submit one to one to another in the fear of the Lord, meaning that we should both be equally when it comes to decision making. It should be equal when it comes to making choices concerning certain things that I have a voice and he has a voice. And y'all know what? I did a teaching. I did a teaching on CTV. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did a teaching. Yes, I did. And it was titled. You can still you can still have a voice and be submissive. Yes, I did. I did that teaching. You can you can you can still be submissive and have a voice. And that was the best teaching that I that I, I think it was a really good teaching because a lot of times you do have those husbands that will make you feel like you don't have a voice. They will make you feel like they you're 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 an idiot. You're stupid. You have no insight. They will make you feel like that you know what I say. What I say is what I said. I said you ain't going. I said you ain't going over there. What I said was my 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 dinner better be on that when I get home. What I said that you do have men that are like that. You have husbands that are like that. But when you are praying to God and you are seeking his voice and you are really trying to obey God and you don't want to disrespect your husband and you don't want to be that woman that is not submissive and you trying your best to be that submissive wife you really are but when you got a husband that's controlling when you have a husband that's mean and rude and angry when you just happen to have that you got to pray and trust God you got to pray and trust God like it's no tomorrow because God can't turn that thing around I'm a product of a turnaround Lord have mercy that just touched my soul I'm a product of a turnaround Lord have mercy I'm gonna say that one more one, one, I'm gonna say it one one more time I am a product of a turnaround because my husband was that person now he's not like that he's not like that anymore you know, he may still have some like some little, little residue. You know what I'm saying? He 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 may still have some. You you hear what I'm saying? But he is not as bad as he was when we first got together. Because honey, he took that word submit to a whole nother level. But he brought it to somebody that was that was strong willed, that had her own mind, her own voice, who was independent, and that's where we spent majority of our days arguing every day because I just say look at here I don't know who you talking to but you ain't talking to me I'm going and I take my little happy go lucky self and I go right on so I'm trying to let you all understand that it will change you can be that product of a turnaround I'm I'm trying I'm I'm trying to help you I was that person I would try to control the situation. I would try to manipulate the situation. Yes, I did. I would try to get him to do what I wanted him to do. But because he knew his word and he knew his stance and he knew that he obeyed God and it didn't matter if I was his wife, it didn't matter who I was, he was not going to turn his back on God. He was not going to just not go to, I mean, listen, I can go all day long right here. I could go all day long right here. So I'm saying to you all, I'm not an idiot. I'm not stupid. I'm not retarded. It's common sense that there are just some men that are in this world that are so rough and so hard. But I'm telling you, prayer changes things. But you can't be acting like them and expect God to change them when you're acting just like them. 
It's not going to work. We spend so much time looking at what they're doing and how they're acting. And we're forgetting that God is looking at us too. Looking at us with our attitude. Looking at us with our unsubmissive selves. Looking at us with our... I'm trying to help you. Listen. Uh, listen. <laughs> listen. If y'all... Listen. Come next week. My husband and I will be doing the, 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 um, the conference. The hypocrisy of marriage and ministry. I'm telling y'all. Y'all don't want to miss that. Because we're coming raw and we're coming real. And we're using our first 10 years of our marriage. That's going to help you all understand that you can be the product of a turnaround. Amen. Listen. Trust God. Trust God. If he truly desires you to do something. Whether a job or a ministry or a volunteer activity. He will turn your husband's heart to support you. Perhaps God has called you to that place. But it is not his timing. Trust that he will use your husband to lead you at the right time. One way that a wife can know the will of God in her life is to trust that God will bring a unity of mind between her and her husband. If it is, if it is his will for her. If it's God's will for you to do what your desire to, to have your heart's desire. He will bring your husband to where you need to be. He will bring your husband to that place where he needs to be. But you got to trust God. You can, still, you can still be submissive and have a voice. There's nothing wrong expressing yourself. There's nothing wrong in asking questions the why. There's nothing wrong. You, got, you have to communicate with your husband. And they have to be able to either listen to you or, or prove to you this and if after it's all said and done and you taking it to God in prayer the Lord will turn that thing around I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you the Lord will turn that thing around listen this last this last little piece right here before I end for tonight and we will work on day five on tomorrow hey elder Huddleston listen different homes of origin and different parenting styles will likely lead to differences of opinion and how to deal with your children. My husband's parents' rules were far more lax than those in my home. It often took a great deal of faith to accept decisions that permitted our kids to participate in things that my parents would never, allow, never have allowed. My dad was scared to death that my sister and I would be hurt. Thus, many of his rules involved protection from physical harm. We never got to buy fireworks or shoot off firecrackers. I was horrified when my husband let our son do so. I still think it is a bad idea, and I told him so. However, I did accept his judgment without a bad attitude. You can still accept the judgment without a bad attitude. You don't have to scream. You don't have to yell. You don't have to curse. You don't have to make them feel bad. You can have an arrangement or an agreement or a discussion. You can set some boundary rules for lighting the fireworks. You know, teaching them how to stand back. Teaching them how it, not to shoot them at each other. 
Even assuring them that it's going to be okay. Hey, Papa, this is Kiana. This is where me and my husband bump heads because of our different upbringing, especially when it comes to discipline. It Right. Listen, y'all, I ain't going to stay here too long. But when I tell you all that my husband had no rights to talk to me about my first three. When it came to Mikey, Ashley, and DeAndre, uh, mm -mm. your son is over there. And you tell him what they can do. But these three over here, um, stop talking to them. You don't have a right to tell them where they can go and where they don't go. You don't have a right to say anything to them. Honey, y'all, I was horrible. <laughs> listen, I can tell y'all some stuff. It, 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 man, listen, I can tell y'all some stuff. Y'all know, y'all just be like, this girl is crazy. No, it comes from lack of knowledge. It comes from lack of teaching. It comes from lack of instruction. It comes from even raising your children by yourself for so long. And you didn't set your own rules and regulations. And then when somebody else come through and they be like, well, they can't do that. Well, what you mean they can't do that? What you mean they can't go to the mall by themselves? They're 13, 14 years old. Why they can't go to the mall by themselves? Why? Explain why. Why? <laughs> telling y'all not just that but it was so many other things and i was just like this is crazy like it makes no sense or they can't go spend out of a friend house why <laughs> i need a break can i get a break no <laughs> i'm telling y'all made out mind was just some crazy now now i know i use going to spend a night over at their friend house. I never let that, I never let them do that anyway. It was just a fact that you telling me that they can't, I mean, you didn't let me even say no. I might, I didn't allow my children to go over anybody's house to spend a night because of my childhood and the things that I had went and, and endured as a child. So that was not an issue. My thing was still, I don't want you, don't talk to them. Don't, you can't tell them what to do. Cause you 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 won't let them do nothing. So that that was my key. But I can tell y'all some stuff. But anyway, let me move on for here. So listen. So, it's, she says, married women, is there an area of child training where you insist on your way rather than following your husband's lead if you cannot agree? Do not justify yourself by saying that he won't take the lead. If you back off, you force him to deal with it. If you find that you are guilty of this, write a prayer asking God for the grace to follow and trust in him by obeying his design for the home. Single moms, when you marry... Will you be willing to come to decisions about your children with your husband? And we're going to talk more about this on tomorrow. I got to get my boys over to soccer to soccer practice. But I want y'all to really understand that. Amen. I want you to really think about that. When If you're single and you desire to be married and y'all are coming in with ready-made children, he may have some children from a previous relationship, and then you have some children from a previous relationship. So, you know, both of your, your discipline and your teaching styles can be different but are you willing to compromise are you willing to understand where they're coming from are you willing to listen are you willing to submit are you willing to understand where they're coming from and then even if you don't agree you never have arguments or disagreements in front of the children the whole time but it's 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 it's, it's okay to let them see y'all having a disagreement but then don't wait till it goes totally out the wall and then send them to their room or y'all go into the bedroom. You, When you realize that it's getting to a place where it shouldn't be, then you either send the kids off into their room or y'all go outside or go sit in the car or do whatever. Because what you have to understand is they do still need to see y'all in disagreement so they will understand that there's no perfect marriage. 
because or or their parents never argue because when they go in their own relationship they get married and the first time girl old girl cuss her cuss your son out if he's a mama's boy he come to run to the mama and if the mama like me we cussing her out too and her mama and her daddy and everybody else is going to come we get we 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 coming for your whole throat we're snatching your whole soul so we don't want that <laughs> right so we don't want that so you have to be able to to learn how to teach to learn how to learn to learn how to apply to learn how to receive to learn how to give you got to learn how to handle things that are that are difficult and hard you, you have to you have to learn it so that's why I don't mind teaching it and sharing and being transparent in these areas where I fall short at or where I fell short at because sometimes I'm I'm a lot more mature today than I was let's see we've been married 27 years so let's just say seven uh yeah 17 years so let's say these last 17 years has been the best years of my life I've I am a whole lot better I'm greater I'm more mature I've learned how to just hush I've learned how to just be quiet I've learned how to just say you know what let me be quiet because if I come for you right now then whatever comes out then I, I have to go back and apologize to the Lord and and then probably do my first works over because I didn't I didn't hurt your feelings so you it's learning it's all about learning and if you're not willing to learn and again I, I, hey, Pastor Wu, and hey, hey, Brother Walter, you have to be able to understand that it's hard. Marriage is a ministry. Marriage is a making that can become healthy, that can, that can be strengthened. But you have to ask yourself, do you want a healthy marriage? Then you have to work it. You have to put, every, you have to put all your effort into it. You can't keep saying, well, he won't, he won't, he won't, he won't. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you saying? Uh, Kay Dago just said right here, you can't have a bad attitude. You you just can't. Where's what's she saying? Right here. You can't, right here. Do not just fire yourself by saying that he won't take the lead. If you back off, you force him to deal with it. If you find that you are guilty of this, write a prayer asking God for the grace to follow and trust him by obeying the design. And above that, I did accept his judgment without a bad attitude. You have to accept it without a bad attitude. Amen. Amen. So I'm done. For those of you who just turned in, go back and watch the replay. I was like that. I didn't let my kids go nowhere. I was the strict one. And my husband was the punk with them. <laughs> the punk with them, Kiana. Remember, don't use such harsh words. Use nice words. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So listen, I love you all. God bless you. If it's God's will, I'll be on here tomorrow. Amen. At six o'clock to finish day five of um, lesson four in God's design for building your marriage. Listen, start lesson five. Lesson five. Guess what lesson five is? God's design for sexual intimacy. Oh, yes. And I was like, well, Lord, I don't know. Some of them might not be ready for this one, so I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, tune in for sure tomorrow so we can end out Lesson 4. Because let, cause on Monday is Lesson 5. But on that uh, Tuesday, 
my husband and I will be coming through with um, the, the, the conference, The Hypocrisy of Marriage and Ministry. You do not want to miss that. It's from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I really hate putting a time, I end the time on that. But I'm, we're gonna, we're, we're, our, desi our, our desire is not to hold you no longer than an hour. Thanks for your words. You are welcome. You are welcome. God is good. And thank you for tuning in, Evangelist sister woman of god gwen <laughs> so listen i i'll see y'all on tomorrow if it's god's will amen know that i love you but god loves you more and thank you for tuning in to god's design for building your marriage when i do turns into i don't the vows of the vows i am elder serena holloway and i thank you again for tuning in amen amen